Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1,715 today, and thank you so much for joining me for it. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much to the patrons who help bring this to you every single day, every single day since July 7, 2014, through their support at patreon.com slash SW7X7. So there was a celebration update yesterday, and I'm going to do another one today because there have been a couple of very big announcements that happened since I recorded that episode, and one of the major ones has to do with ticket sales. I've gotten a lot of questions over the last few months about ticket sales. And in past years, when the folks at Read Pop would sell tickets to Celebration, they would say that all sales were final and the tickets were non-transferable, there were no refunds, there was no anything whatsoever. And so, you know, that created a market, basically. There were Facebook groups, and I'm sure there were other social media platforms that were doing this as well, where people were connecting with each other to try and uh, resell tickets when, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't need them anymore, couldn't use them anymore, whatever the case was. Well, it's wonderful news now that ReadPop is working with a company called Light, that's L-I, or excuse me, L-Y-T-E, to create a reseller's market for tickets to Star Wars Celebration Chicago. The way they put it here is they say this year we are teaming up with Light to increase flexibility for fans and make it safer and easier for fans to purchase sold out ticket types. So basically you can think of it like, uh, you know, the verified um, ticket resales on Ticketmaster, for example, like that sort of thing. And you can even put yourself on a waiting list for a particular ticket type that you're looking for, and you will be notified essentially when, you know, you're in queue for the next shot at reselling a ticket. Now, I have not looked into this in, you know, significant depth, so I'm not sure about the, the resale situation. One of the things I can tell you is that they specifically called out avoiding scalpers and making it, you know, fair for the people and safer for the people who are buying and selling tickets. So it seems to suggest that maybe there's also some control over the prices that you are allowed to resell your tickets for if you have to sell them for whatever reason, whether you're suddenly unable to go or you, you know, <laughs> some other circumstance happened that is preventing you from going. But so I would say it's worth checking out, especially if you have been you know, waiting, waiting, waiting to go to Celebration, waiting to buy your tickets, and you've unfortunately seen various ticket types get sold out. You know, I think it's definitely worth your time to check out. So kudos to Read Pop for taking this step and partnering with Light. I would love to hear if you use the service, whether you're buying or selling, how it goes for you. Please let me know. Drop me a comment wherever you happen to catch this episode in the comment section or at home base for the show at SW7X7.com. And there's one other very significant bit of news regarding Star Wars Celebration that I have to share. First, I am going to just remind you quickly to subscribe if you don't do that already. And secondly, of course, I'm going to ask you to consider, very humbly, please consider, supporting this show and my efforts to deliver it to you every day by joining me at patreon.com slash SW7X7. So this week, the news came out that Mary Franklin is no longer with Reed Pop. Mary Franklin had been the event director for Star Wars Celebration on behalf of Reed Pop since 2015. Prior to that, she worked for Lucasfilm from 2001 through 2015. 
Now, here are some of the official details of background for Mary's career. She's from rural Alaska, and her bio on the Star Wars website says that she lived pretty remotely before she learned there were other Star Wars fans in the world with a paren. Thanks, Internet! And it notes that the Star Wars Online Fan Club and Club Jade introduced her to a new universe and great friends. In 2001, she left rural Alaska for Skywalker Ranch to help with Star Wars Celebration 2. She's been working on the celebrations and other events for Lucasfilm ever since, at least that's through 2015, when she went to Read Pop and continued working on Star Wars Celebration. But it was actually bigger than that. As a global event director, that was her official title at Read Pop, she led the Read Pop Comic Con teams outside North America as well as the team that produced Star Wars Celebration. So, yeah, she's been rather busy over the last few years, and now she has taken a job with Crunchyroll. She will be their head of events, and if you've not heard of Crunchyroll, as I had not either until today, Crunchyroll is the world's largest destination for anime and manga, <laughs> boasting a global community of more than 45 million registered users and 2 million subscribers. Pretty hefty stuff, and so she's going to be working on events and cons for that community as well. Now, I had the chance to interview Mary a couple of different times for Star Wars Celebrations, one of which was able to be recorded, one of which was just transcribed, and I have to say that you know, my experience with her, although very brief, was very impressive. And her you know, commitment, her intensity, her remarkable dedication, unmatched, unparalleled. I mean, just watching her go and, you know, not even, you know, in direct interactions with her, just seeing what she was doing in various places, seeing, you know, her pop up throughout various Star Wars celebrations and, you know, just observing. It's just amazing. This is not an easy thing to pull off a you know multi-day event for tens of thousands of people coming through, so many different moving parts, and her being the ultimate person responsible for making sure that all the fans who attend there have the best time possible. It is about as intensive a pressure cooker as you could possibly imagine it to be, and she handled it with grace, with style, with confidence, with flair, with you know in inimitable unshakableness. And so I just want to say, Mary Franklin, congratulations on your new gig with Crunchyroll. It was a pleasure to meet you and interview you, and I absolutely wish you the best in all of your future endeavors. And that is going to do it for the show today, with the exception of something from the corrections department, which is the fact that for the episode 9 panel, we didn't even talk about Anthony Daniels. <laughs> yeah, he ought to be there for that too. So, you know, thank you from the Department of Corrections for that one. And who's going to replace Mary Franklin? Not that she could ever be replaced, but that is still an open question as well. So we'll get back to you on that as soon as there is an answer to be had. For now, though, that's going to do it for today's episode. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.